We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the True Faith podcast. I'm Charlotte Robson, joined this evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening, really, by Emile Franchi and Kyle Thompson. Um, we are going to talk you through preseason, how we're feeling. But we've done a few games now. We've done a few games. I can't even remember how to speak about football. That's where we are. I can't wait until the season starts. Um we are on Patreon at £6.60 a month. We are also doing a live event next week if you're in or around Newcastle next Thursday night. Please do consider joining us. We'll be at the Stand Comedy Club. No longer talking about Newcastle United Comedy Club um, with some excellent journalists um, and having a good panel discussion about how preseason has gone and uh, taking your questions as well. Please do consider joining us. It should be a great night. All right. We're going to do a big view of where we are at for this season, how we're feeling. Emil called it preseason premonitions. Love it. Emil, we lost last night to Benfica. We've had another loss during the Austrian campaign, if you will. Um, we haven't, look at me starting on a negative, we haven't <laughs> found any attacking players. Has that dimmed your enthusiasm? Has that sort of lessened the excitement for you? Well, first of all, did anyone really think that a Portuguese team advertising it as the Eusebio Cup with a trophy presentation with red and white confetti tape, a red presentation podium and a trophy for a man who never played for Newcastle was ever going to go to Newcastle United. I don't think so. So, look, losing to Benfica with 10 men, okay, it was disappointing. Uh, but it says much more about the mood of Newcastle United that we were actually cheering the fact that Joe Linton got sent off rather than the like bemoaning the result, if you like. I don't think anyone was really losing their heads last night. Uh, of course, it is disappointing, but we're up against... Champions League opposition there. We gave them a good go. Um, it's very good to see Miguel Almiron scoring. I know we're going to probably talk about him a little we bit later on. Well. But look, the, the, the Mainz result as well, whilst that, again, is disappointing. We've, we've had bad pre-seasons and gone on to, to have 
terrific campaigns. Um, let, let's let's not dwell too much on it. We're back at St James's Park this week. Uh, two games in two days, which is uh, pure pure Eddie Howe energy. What I love is like, yeah, don't go to bed, lads. We're we're going to play all night. It's like the uh, it's like that night Grand Prix that they do. Um, oh, God. And and yeah, it's um, look. You probably hear it in my voice. I think this is the best feeling anyone's felt, no matter where you are with the whole striker situation, the the money situation, the the lending off HSBC situation. Um, Very weird. We've got excitement, and uh, I don't think anyone will say I'm not looking forward to going back to St James's Park this weekend. In fact, there'll be people like myself who are so sad that they can't get to those games at St. James's Park. A bumper pack. It's like Match Magazine giving away their table trackers in one issue. Come on. It is. It's um, it's an interest. Like, you're right, Emil. And Kyle, I'll come to you and talk more about our sort of transfer um, strategy this, or not strategy, but lack of attacking transfer. Because Emil there has talked a lot there about, a lot of there from me, sorry. Emil talking about, you know, how we've been on the pitch um in this preseason um obviously against Benfica that's a kind of different kettle of fish they are in a different Norman and I did a podcast this morning for our patrons that um Norman was at the Benfica game last night and he made the the sort of sage point that Benfica were at a different stage in their um preseason they're about to do a, a, a um a Champions League qualifier next week it was a cup game for them. It was at their stadium. It's like it's a bigger, it's a bigger thing. Um, but having said that, we've got two games at our at St James's Park this weekend that normally like people would be like, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, or maybe I'll go. And people are like buzzing to go. It's gonna there's flag displays gonna be there. The the atmosphere has not dulled much I don't think around this club however there is a bit of murmurs like what's going on with the transfer stuff do you think we do you feel unenthused by transfer strategy do you think they've still got a couple of tricks up their sleeve are you bothered like what's your feeling to be fair I I think going you, you, you compare it to last season or even any of the last 14 year where we're going into a season looking up, not looking down over our shoulder, like a good transfer window for Newcastle in the last 14 years is if we don't lose our best player and we're maybe bringing a couple of loan players that's seen as successful. Um, For me, bringing in Sven Botman was a was a, a, a fantastic signing. And yeah, there, is, there isn't a, 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 a winger or a striker as of yet, but for me, if the taking time to bring in the right one, then it's worth it. Because first game of the season is not for us. We're not we're probably not going to see Chris Wood. We're probably not going to see like Jacob Murphy and people that have been like below par in preseason thus far. They're not going to be they'll they might they might be on the bench, but they'll not be playing it in the starting eleven. Uh so it it doesn't it like it as depressing as it was when they have been on the field and they haven't been performing, it's like it's there's still a there's still an optimism of excitement and like I echo what Emil's saying like I'm not going to the matches this weekend but I wish I was yeah and and then so I guess you're still feeling pretty like pretty confident about the season I think both of you sound like you're feeling confident about this season despite the couple of losses 
despite the um, lack of a, a striker. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it, it's a confidence. It is just looking forward to it. I think that, you know, going back to the the end of last season, what what we saw was that, like Kyle says, it's about looking forward to the game, and and it's not the. Well, I guess we're going into this season without. I don't think anyone's got that that fear of relegation. That that is where it is. There is there is not so much the confidence of like, oh, we're going to smash the league. It's just it's like, okay, well, we've got the remedy to to whatever we need this year, but. That in turn improves the mood massively. So with that around, that's not disappeared over the summer. We had a great end. Then the summer was just it's continued, and you can see yeah. it mainly in the, the the social media stuff that's coming out. You know, you're seeing more of the players, and you're seeing like like the, Christ the, the celebrations for Emil Kraft getting a one year contract extension. That's unheard of. If you look back at a season ago, oh my god, like, a year ago, can you imagine? Yeah, I'd have been like, like, You've done what? You've given yeah. him what? Oh man, there'd be riots, there'd be <laughs> bins on fire and everything, people punching horses. It's it's literally <laughs> like it's a such a change. And and it's little things like that 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 show just how we are really feeling, despite the naysayers and the the people who are like, Oh, it's right, you're right to to criticize. Of course you can, but come on, it's far better. Yeah, it is far better. And um and I think, I think you're right. And, and this hasn't been a negative, despite the mood that I've tried to create here, seemingly. <laughs> um, this hasn't Not been working. a negative preseason, and we've we've seen some really encouraging stuff. And Emil, you touched on it before, um, particularly last night, particularly in you know the training stuff. Miguel Almiron appears yes. to have been Eddie Howd. Um, Kyle. A lot of talk about how great he was last night. What a difference! What a difference in that player. Um, do you now think he's a realistic option? Because it was actually supposed to be Jacob Murphy starting last night. It was a last-minute change, and uh, Almiron came in and absolutely like bossed the game. Um, do you think? Do you think off the back of that, he's going to be a, a start a starting player this season? For me, he's got to start against Nottingham Forest. Um, he's, I think, with his performances in pre-season, and I know a lot of people were saying before last night, oh, well, he's only scored against Burnley and and like team and teams of a lower lower division, but he proved it last night. Benfica are a Champions League side with a lot of very good players who are who are nearly match fit, as Emil says, have got Champions League next week. It like it's a. <laughs> It, it, I think he's been brilliant, and he looks, he looks reborn like many others have looked reborn. It's just taken a little bit longer for for Mickey to wake up. And to be honest, as controversial as it may be, my front three because he will go for front three against Forest. My front three would be Wilson, Fraser, and Miggy. and I put Maxi on the bench on the basis of preseason where Maxi hasn't been great and Miggy has been. Yeah, you've got to reward that work ethic and the and the performance on the pitch as well. Um, I wonder how controversial a statement that would be. I feel like Sam Max has been quite like quiet in this preseason, personally, both like on his socials and then sort of in these games. It's not like he hasn't, you know, just hasn't been a standout, has he? Emil, would you um same question really about Miggy, like off the back of some of these performances, do you think that's it? He is now, he's not a bench player. He's not a, someone's injured. Let's bring him in. He's a, a starting player. 
Yeah, well, I think the the key thing to remember is that Miggy did break our transfer record. I know that fees should never uh, mean that anyone gets a start. Just look at Joe Linton, for example. You know, people thought there was a conspiracy theory because we'd spent so much. There was something in the, the contract that said he had to play every game. Um, but certainly, maybe Miggy plays half a season because he was only half as much. But um, yeah, I I'm really pleased because it will. It'll calm a few people. You you need to. I mean, I'm surprised that it was only really the end of last season us saying that that Kraft and Joe Linton were the main uh, turnarounds. But um, mentioned this on the the transfer podcast that we do on Patreon. Do check it out; it's very good. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned that now that Miggy has come forward, does this mean that we can afford to say, right? Well, we will get a loan striker. And another striker. Does this mean that you know the missing out of Musa Diaby? Do we not need this this uh, elusive winger that we've been going after, or do we do we maybe put our money into a younger winger who can deputise Almiron if he's doing well, and then then look at it that way? Because then you've got Jacob Murphy for uh, lesser rounds of the cup. So I think each position really. Uh, not that they'll have natural natural people um, natural positions in those positions, for example, uh, left back and right back. But if there are at least three players per position, then it's looking good. I think Almiron's are still a solid choice, and there will be games where he will flourish, and we saw it in the late stages of the season. I mean. I still have dreams about the goal against Palace <laughs> that I maintain. I I think that was probably my goal of the season. I know there was plenty of others and people say Bruno's little heel flick, but I think that the the whole package of what Almiron did to reach the ball, get past his man and then still finish, and finishing's been a big problem for him, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that that that's something that he's clearly been working on. And, and last night... Um, I can't remember the word exactly that that Alex, uh, other Alex, said in our chat, but it was something German, and it was something about the way that he finds his his space. And if anyone was watching last night, everyone thought, "Yeah, Miggy is now able to do that whole like getting him a space." A lot of people will still be in the headless chicken camp, and it'll take a while for people to see past that. But I think that he's he's thinking more about where he's going, and if we can get him running with purpose rather than just any old direction to get a little free kick. Um, him and Trippier could be a, a real menacing prospect for Nottingham Forest on that first week. And you want to be really charging at teams like Forest. Um, Absolutely. Even, even though they are a similar team like that, because they, they will be, they're quite fast. Um, I think that that's a really scary prospect for for teams that aren't ready for Almiron. I think he's been forgotten about. And since Jack Grealish said anything, look at what's happened to him. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, you know what, Jack Grealish? Slag off all our players, please. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I agree. I think there are certain games for Miggy still. I think some games aren't suited to him. But I think Forrest has won and I would love to see him start, particularly based on the form that he's been having. We are going to take a short break to hear some adverts. If you absolutely hate them, join us on Patreon. It's £6.60 a month and you get so much content at the moment and forever. Um, um, We will be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, it's part two of the True Faith podcast. You're still with Charlotte, you're still with Emil, you're still with Kyle. And we're talking pre-season going into the season and how we're feeling. Are we feeling good? The answer is yes, we're feeling pretty good. Um, let's talk off the pitch. We've talked a little bit about on the pitch. Um, everything seems absolutely great. Like, we have signed... <laughs> signed a CEO we've signed legal counsel things are changing with you know supporter stuff as far as we're aware there just seems to be a lot more movement this club had run on a skeleton staff um for so long that now like people are getting actual jobs and it's really nice um Kyle how much does that matter to you does it affect the season to you? It, 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 it does all because the club could have said, oh, Newcastle have appointed not Lee Charnley as CEO and I would have been happy about that. Like, <laughs> it, it's just absolutely surreal like, how how much this club's changed or almost what feels like overnight uh, for it to be taking the right steps at, at Dan Ashworth. And, um, we, did a, we did a podcast on Patreon last week um, with, with the lad from America who had great insight into into how how we how we run Atlanta and how we built that from the mm-hmm. ground up. So subscribe to Patreon. Um, so I'll yeah I'll get that a go. Emil nice. did it, so I'm going to. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> as many plugs as possible. <laughs> but, uh, that was Adam Beckett who joined us. Um, who wow. lives out in Minnesota, and he had he's a you know follows MLS. He had some really great insight into eels. So that was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that's that's translation for whatever I was saying. But uh, <laughs> on, on, honestly, uh, it, it fantastic insight. It looks like he knows what he's doing. Good fan interaction, and uh, with someone like Dan Ashworth, you're gonna you're gonna find players un- unearth gems like he managed to find at Brighton. So yeah, the fu- the future's looking bright and the future's looking good. I just can't wait to get get into the swing of things next season. It's just yeah, it's just nice to see a club wanting to do better and wanting to operate more than a team that might not get relegated or might get relegated. Like the track like the difference between this year and last is it's like you couldn't be any more 
like yin and yang. It's mental. It's nice, isn't it? Emila, how much does it matter to you to have that sort of Ashworth? We obviously must have paid something to release him from his garden leave clause. We have eels in now. Craig Eels, is that his name? Craig Eels. Sorry. I thought you just meant like a, a, like a, a collection a of fish. A bag of eels, yeah. <laughs> a bag of eels has been put in place. A bag of eels. That's what used to be in place, let's be honest. Yeah. They probably could have done yeah. a better job. Um, look, I, I again, I, I always say I, I won't claim to be an expert on how to run a football club, nor do I really know the ins and outs. I'm, I'm only really getting to grips with that side of things. Um and, and, you know, people will have opinions of how the football club should be run. I'm just happy to know that we are in some sort of good hands. And I, I feel as though that is where we are. And and that that was important. The Dan Ashworth stuff was really good. Really enjoyed watching uh, his in-depth interview that the club did. The fact that we even got that says a lot. Um, but in a way, I think that the, the biggest telling sign is the the transfer stuff. Uh, some people have alluded to it before. We, we have mentioned it that now Newcastle are very much a, a, a closed off source. Um, things aren't necessarily getting leaked. Um, that they're going down the path of trying to do these transfer transfers, you know, methodically and 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 make sure that we we get them done without saying like oh this could happen next week next week next week because mm-hmm. that that adds to the frustration so i imagine and i'd i'd like to think that uh that that is helping having those people in place um i don't know when mr eels um takes over or or is in position because you know can't take over from something that just didn't exist <laughs> yeah and and again we we go down the, the usual thing of until they're holding the shirt or until they're getting photographed in front of the newcastle united sign because it'll happen um i i think that all content is king at newcastle at the moment with the team and the club um so we'll, we'll probably find out that he's taken up his role i i don't really know what the difference is between the director and the CEO uh so that that's the bit for me but as far as we are as a brand I, I know that that'll get expanded by by CEO stuff and and you know as Kyle said that that's all on the American side of things if you, if you look at the way that American clubs are promoted having Newcastle United doing the same is is a massive thing so yeah I mean it's it's a it's a comfort blanket I think it adds to that positivity that I mentioned before, the fact that we are we are at least in a better position. Um we're, we're not going into the season thinking, oh, this could this could really go wrong at any point. Uh oh, this is gonna all of this positivity is gonna come crushing down. Um, I mean it it might. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that I, I like I say, it, it is that it's that comfort knowing that Things are going on in a club that was once a shell. Um, cogs are turning. Uh, we've seen the walls are getting painted now. Someone is ordering that, and someone wasn't allowed to order that prior to this this new ownership. So that to me says it, it's like um, it's like Willy Wonka when the lights come on. It means that some something's going on in there. We don't really know yeah. what. We've got a team of umpalubbers or eels going around the stadium doing That's all these the little bits and bits and bobs and. Um, things are getting done and if we can see stuff getting done that makes us feel like breathe a sigh of relief and it same yeah. thing happened when the windows got cleaned i know again that's not dan ashworth saying low, paint it? the walls yeah we we are we are and the bar gets higher as each positive thing takes place so start small end big and then 
continue. Wash the windows and then um, win the Champions League, like, and everything in between. That's how Real Madrid did it. That's how they did it. <laughs> I guess, um, you know, a CEO from a business perspective, like, is overseeing the entire, I think, I think director of football roles, they really just, they, they don't exist in every club in the Premier League. It's a very sort of European concept, very sort of, it's a very exciting thing to have at our club. I love that we've, like, kind of gone gone down this route I love that like we're building this structure and for me from a um the sort of perspective of like everything being good off the pitch things being built um in this way I feel really positive about that because it feels like things are being done properly it feels like what proper successful football clubs and um, put into place in order to run properly and smoothly and it's not just a battle for 17th anymore. It's not just a like, what can we get away with? What can we sell? What can we do X, Y, Z? I think it's just, it's new and it's exciting. And for me, that feeds into um, the excitement I have about the season starting and what on the pitch is going to look like. Because we got a taste of that towards the end of last season as everybody started getting better and we were winning games and our form was better and the mood seemed so much better everywhere. Um, I think, uh, you know, we can also, talk, when we talk about everything seeming good off the pitch, the mood is a really, a really important one as well. Um, yes, we've got this sort of corporate structure starting to take place. But Kyle, these players seem to be like, happy and athletic can you not my cat is trying to get in on the podcast um <laughs> just loving the positivity he just loves it um the mood among the players and among pre-season and just this I don't know I don't know if it's just that the social media editor is better now or is allowed to do whatever or maybe it's a little bit of both but for me that makes a massive difference as well about how excited I am because these players are raring to go it's 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 crazy. Like this time, like I know I keep referring to last year, but like this time last year, you wouldn't have had Ryan Fraser like winning a go car race and them showing it on social media. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the or them peddling through like Austria with like like replicating what Chola did on the oh, training ground years ago. Like it's it's just a it's just a nice happy feeling. You can tell through the players, through the management staff. There's just a there's just a real vibrancy amongst the squad. Like everyone's on singing from the same hymn sheet and everybody's like kind of wait for the season to start. You've got players raring to go from from a good from good training, from a good preseason, and the fans are ready to go with displays and and just all the all the positivity. Even the cat wants to get involved, it's that good. Like, <laughs> it's it, it's it's just it's just everything based around Newcastle United at the minute is can't wait for the season to start and kind of yeah. wait to see what this club can do. It's, it's just a cross species of appeal. It is. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing is the right word. It's just class, isn't it? It's just class to be this invested in this club. It's been so long. All right. So um last sort of talking point for us this evening, unless you guys have anything you're absolutely dying to share. We've got at time of recording, we are we have not yet played Atalanta. We've got um, Bilbao, um, and then we've got a week, and then it's 
our opening game of the season against Forest at home. Emil, what do you want to see in between now? Because we've got those two games and Forest. What do you want to see? Uh, well, um, more unity. I, I think that there's there's the the classic case of the Twitter divide is is back again. I guess that's any club. There's always going to be extremes, and and that is welcome. But um, I think a, a positive feeling going into that first game without thinking, oh god. I mean, look, Forest. Do not underestimate them, but could Newcastle have asked for a better first fixture going into this uh, start of the season at home to a newly promoted side? Yes, banana skin. Although you've got to look at it and go, what did we do at the end of last season? We were scared of going down to Norwich and we won 3-0. Wasn't the best performance, but we won. And it's, I think it's, it's, it's like when we were at the start of the Pardew season. We started really straight out the blocks of that one uh, at home. And momentum is key. Let, let's let's take what we had from the end of the season. Let's let's hammer that into it. And I know that the stadium is already going to be like that, regardless. We we know what it's going to be like. So I think just seeing a an air of calm and confidence and excitement across the board is, is something I'd like. Of course, it would be helped if there's another signing in place. I I'm starting to get a little bit. Itchy. Are you? You are. One. I am starting to get a little bit itchy. I know it's not vital. I know it's not the end of the world if we don't sign anyone else, but there's a big gap. And my main worry is not how the team will be going at that. It's 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 the mood. It's it's like, oh God, if we don't have a signing, it's going to be like, oh, here we go again. Um, I when does the does the window close? Bang on the 31st of August this season. Is that is that back to normal or is it just before then? E- either way, it's end of August, end yeah. of August. So, yeah, so we've got we're gonna have a couple of games before we actually get there. That's fine. Um, I, I just I just think, um, one more would do the trick, one more would boost positivity. Um, if they are attacking, that's good because the one thing we are struggling with is is attackers. Um, and I think any attacker, no matter if it's a winger or whatever, someone who can bring a little bit of excitement just to spice up that first fixture. Uh, they don't have to even they don't even have to play. Just knowing they're there <laughs> is like okay, get them get them on the pitch. Well, this is true. We signed Bruno, and then we didn't see him really play. For I mean, Eddie Howe takes his time with his new signings. He's not just going to roll them out um, because people want to see them. I mean, we were desperate to see that that boy play, and yeah. um, you know, it was worth it when we really got to. Um, the thing that really encourages me about our ownership and about um, just on, on what you're saying there, Emil, is that, yes, you're right, the, the window doesn't close till the 31st or the 1st or whatever it is, and and we have a few games. Our ownership had an open window in January, watched us play Cambridge, and were like, right, we need to, like, re- we they can, they're, they're open to, like, course correcting, right? Yes, yeah, you know, that's exactly we, it. We don't have. We do, I don't think a striker was an absolute priority number one. And then we played Cambridge, League One Cambridge, and lost. And then they were like, "Right, we need to go out." And within days, had identified and bought Chris Wood. The best part about that is that that um, Yasser Al Ramayan went to the dressing room, and we don't know what he said. But can you just imagine if he's like, "I've been watching Burnley quite a lot. We need Chris Wood." <laughs> it's just like <laughs> buy him now. Didn't speak to the team. Chris Wood, I've identified a striker. 
Amazing. It would be great if that was like his entire input and that's what <laughs> that's his one thing that he tried, yeah. You know what? Fine. It you know, it, it bothered Burnley, who were our relegation rivals at the time, and it got us yeah. another attacking option. Um no problem with that. Nice one, Yasser. Let's keep an eye on another team this this season and we'll see what we can get in January. Can, can I just um, say, Charlotte? But- one thing I will say, Charlotte, is that another positive of of going into this new season, it is it is knowing that something will happen. Like yeah. again, it's it's kind of what you were building on there, I know, but it's it's the whole thing of like, you know, everyone's like, oh, we're going into the new season without a striker, but something will change. We will yeah. sign another player. We will sign another player in January. We aren't just here to be sitting ducks anymore and think, oh, I'll be all right. Stick a stick a it's like a wet paper towel at school, you know, stick that on, it'll be fine. No, no, no. We're here to do the full works and, and sort the team out. And That's okay, true. that might not happen straight away this window. Yes, Newcastle tax will be there, but um don't underestimate the spirit of this team as well. That, that was the other thing I was gonna say. Yeah, you're right. And 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 I think that's an important thing. You don't want to just go out and buy any old striker. The, the spirit of this team is a very like beautiful thing that also needs to be protected. Like you can't just wang anyone in there who's going to um, maybe upset the equilibrium somewhat. Kyle, same question to you. What are you? What do you want us to do more of, uh, on or off the pitch, uh, between now and the start of the season? I would like to bring in a player. Um, I do agree with a lot of what Emil has said that we need we, we need a player just to keep it just to keep keep the electricity up. And I think having that unpredictability of a new player will like rattle Knott's Forest a bit as well. So I think, I think a new player, whether it is a winger or a striker, I'd preferably be, uh, go for a winger because I think a, a marquee winger would really, really enhance that team. Um, whereas I think Wilson, if he can stay fit, is a very um, solid centre-forward to have up front. So... For me, I would just I would like to say a winger. I don't know who that would be. Um, they've they've got plenty of time, but even if it's off the bench for twenty minutes, um, a first game of the season, whether whether it's a close game, whether I would say whether we're getting be three 0 whatever. I hope not. I hope that isn't the case. But like to have a new player in by then would be would be ideal. With the news of today, with this with this loan, hopefully that. Means we can bring in a couple, a player or even two, like you say, is the the they don't sit on the laurels this this uh, regime. There was a problem against Cambridge. They brought in Chris Wood. They fixed the problem until Carl mm. Wilson came back. So I think that that uh, like as uh, as Emil says, totally agree. They will do something. There is there is something in the pipeline. It's not just oh Steve Bruce is going to keep the keep we ticking along until someone someone finally does something. Thing to remember with that as well, Kyle, is with with Chris Wood. I know I'm not having a go at him here, but Chris Wood did not keep us up with his goals either. So it wasn't the fact that we needed a striker. Yes, okay, Chris Wood was there, did his job, but other players are able to do the goods, and we now we we're in a Premier League where, and and this this was mentioned on on last week's transfer chat. The traditional striker is not the person that wins your games anymore. It is your attacking midfielders. And 
your midfielders who can score goals. And obviously Newcastle's defence is a huge asset, especially given the fact that we are going to hopefully feel the full force of having Trippier there for an extended period. That's oh massive. God, I, can't I can't wait for that as well. I, I'm forgetting about it. I, I almost forgot about Kieran Trippier today. And I was like, it's I'm excited of, to get a bit more of that. It's kind of nice to forget about Kieran Trippier because then you get to remember Kieran Trippier. Exactly. And then you get to remember and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> free kicks, free kicks from Trippier. Uh, the heads of Sven Bottman and Dan Byrne, if they're both playing. Uh, Matt Target can clearly score CC goals, as we saw on that uh, <laughs> that one. And 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 look, we... we thought Bruno was going to come in and not score any goals. And he managed to be... More than instrumental in in those those final games. So I'm just thinking, like again, someone said, like, oh, look at this front three going into the into the game. I can't believe we're having the same front three. Yeah, but you've got a front three with the the backup of that powerhouse behind you and the rest. It's it's good. We're in a good position. We're in um, a great position. Nick Popel score. Come on. <laughs> One absolutely massive goal kick. Um, I would like to see us kind of just, yeah, continue this momentum. Um, you know, pre-season, losing in pre-season, that it doesn't dent our confidence. That's what they're there for. These games are to get time on the pitch, time together, you know, against other against opposition so that you're learning how you're moving, how you're learning to anticipate your teammates. That is what they're there for. And that is what Eddie Howe's doing with this team. So I just want to see more um, more partnerships being built, more um, fun being had. It is such a joy to watch this team now because they are having fun with what they're doing. And uh, and yeah, I can't wait for the preseason games this weekend. I'm going to Atalanta on Friday night. Um, and, then, uh, and then I'll be at Forest next Saturday. So I'm just buzzing for that. Can't wait for it. And with that happy, happy note... When I started on such a negative one, I will end it there. Thank you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much, Emil, for joining me this evening. Thank you to you guys for listening. Loads more on our Patreon. Uh, more free pods coming at you next week as well. Um, do consider joining us for our live event, pre-season, warm-up, um, excitement, party, my guess. And um, <laughs> maybe I'll cut that out. Uh, thank you again for listening. Take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com